Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a bet and a tweet. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. My brother and I used to have a bet about who was actually responsible for their diets, okay? And what what we were really trying to get after is the fact that there were a lot of issues when I was growing up that, that were very prominent and people paid attention to regarding diet, lower income people, and, you know, obesity, things like that. In the 80s and 90s, people were really just starting to look at like, ah, what are we eating? The low fat diet came out. And then when I was... Um, when I was in high school, kind of like mid-90s, we started seeing the Atkins diet was really, really prominent. People were talking about low carbs and all kinds of different things because obviously obesity and, and uh, the medical issues that come with it was really, really taking hold and people were paying attention. So we'd always argue about what, what people should be doing. Now, diet is one of the most convoluted, insane kind of things to talk about because who really knows what's right? And that was that was a big problem where it's kind of like, all right, well, like, is it high fat? Is it low fat? Is it high carb? Is it low carb? Is it whatever? But what everybody could agree on, I think in general, is that sugar is bad, right? Not, not like an apple sugar. I'm talking about refined cane sugar. Sugar is bad and fried food is bad. Okay. So if you're eating you know, flour with sugar and, and it's all deep fried like a donut. That's <laughs> pretty much Krispy Kreme is essentially the devil is what I'm trying to get at. That's the entire point of this, of this podcast. But y- you have some basic ideas, okay, which is like, hey, fried food is bad. Uh, sugar's bad. You know, and let's say just flour in there, like bread in general, the way the way we consume it, or the quantity we consume it, that's probably not a great thing either. But, you know, at the very least, sugar and fried food. Well, a lot of fast food is sugar and fried, right? Like that's it. You, you get in and out, you get McDonald's, you get Burger King, you get, I really like Jack in the Box back in the day. My brother would, and then I would hit Jack in the Box at like 3 a.m. We were up playing video games, had to get some food. Monument Boulevard in Concord, there was a Jack in the Box. So that's kind of an issue. Now, my brother and I always had a bet about who was responsible for eating this way. And he said it was the man, right? It was the man that was responsible because fast food was so cheap that it was easier and cheaper for people to get fast food. And therefore, it was the, the, the obesity and the health problems that followed were the fault of the people who made good food expensive. And my argument was, no, it's people who are responsible for eating fast food, right? And Truthfully, I think I ultimately won the bet because I have lived a very uh, reasonably uh, reasonable cost uh, life, at least dietarily, with my family because we eat rice and beans that we make at home all the time. It's a, it's a staple of our diet. And then we add in a little bit of protein, but primarily just cheaper chicken. You know, we, we do buy, buy organic, but it's like chicken thighs, we barbecue it or something. But again, that's really the staple, rice, beans, you know, chicken. That's, that's pretty much it. We don't eat fancy stuff. And that's really cheap, right? Like that's one of the kickers. We buy 50-pound bags of rice and 50-pound bags of beans. That's really cheap and it's delicious. But... There's something that goes beyond that, okay? And it's the fact that it's really easy to buy fast food and it's really gratifying. So it's not just about the cost. 
It's that eating rice and beans is not really thrilling. Now, I don't mind it at all. I'm Mexican. Of course, I don't mind rice and beans. But some other people do. Maybe it's too boring. Maybe it's not interesting. It doesn't have a crunch factor, right? So if you can get like a double-stuffed crunchy gordita from Taco Bell, that's going to be a lot more interesting than my simple bowl of black beans and rice. And as a result, the people who have the determination and will to just eat healthier things, let's say rice and beans and chicken, they get the benefit of longer lives, Okay, we have fewer health problems. The people that, that can, can force themselves to eat healthier things and avoid the tempting things. We have longer lifespans. We have fewer health problems. We have fewer medical costs. We have fewer issues just in general. If you're eating simple rice, beans, no sugar, no fried food, you're not going to have – you're much less likely to have diabetes. Okay, you're much less likely to develop massive heart issues. You're much less likely to be obese. Okay, because bottom line is you're just – not going to get obese eating rice and beans. Now, you could get obese eating rice and beans and then polishing it off with a gallon of ice cream, but you'd be silly to be blaming the rice and beans. Now, a hundred years ago, we didn't really have the prevalence of sugar and whatnot. We didn't have fast food, that's for sure. And we didn't, also didn't have the incidences of heart, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, any of this stuff. Okay, that skyrocketed exponentially. Because what we find out is if you give people the option to have this really tasty, compelling food like a Big Mac or a donut or something like that, it's really hard to get them on average to not eat it. That's why there are McDonald's everywhere. That's why there, there are Burger Kings, right? These are places that make very low-quality food, but they're very compelling. The experience is fantastic. This is not a surprise to anyone listening to this. We all know this. And there are people that can tolerate having those options and not availing themselves of them. And there are people that cannot tolerate having those options. They will eat them. They know they're there. They can't help it. I'm hitting the fast food. I think we're going through a similar thing with what we put into our brains. Now, I'm not talking about nutrition. But I am talking about social, social information, okay? There, it's, it is well known by this point that the sources of our information, the primary sources, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever you're looking at, the primary sources of these have algorithms designed to give us stuff that's upsetting and makes us feel this real sense of intensity so that we keep digging into it. And it's really, really engaging. It's, it's addicting. It's, it's crazy. But that's the thing. The vast majority of very successful social media, um, social media clips, okay, let's call them clips or articles, are not, are not feeding people simple, easy stuff like rice and beans. They're not saying, hey, 95% of Americans are, are just good people trying to get by. They're not doing that. The vast majority of very successful social media clips, be it an article or a video, are saying outlandish, insane stuff, are, are spewing conspiracy theories, are, are vilifying neighbors, are, are getting people so polarized and so worked up that they can't have a, have a normal conversation. Now, you can, you can understand this, 
we can all sit here and understand this just like we understand that sugar and fried food are bad for us. There's a portion of people, there is a portion that will know this and say, okay, I understand that's not reality. That's not actually good for me. I'm not going to mess around with it. And then there is a large swath of people who cannot help themselves, who maybe even know that it frustrates them, who know that it gets their heart pumping, who know all of these things and cannot help but pay attention to this stuff and get sucked into it. And the more I've been thinking about this, I was on a run this morning thinking about this very issue, the more I realized the people that can force themselves to eat well, right, to not eat sugar, to not eat fried food, to maybe go for a run now and then as, as, as I was doing this morning, those people have a distinct life advantage. They will live longer. They will have fewer health problems. And those advantages, the skill of being willful, will get amplified as we dive more into the information age. The people who know there are these incredibly tempting things on social media that are not good for them at all, that do not produce good results in their life or in their community, the people that can stay away from those, like they stay away from fast food, will have distinct advantages in life. They will not be polarized. They will not be worked up all the time. They will likely be able to hold a conversation with people on different sides of an issue and enjoy the conversation and see different sides. They will have less, far less of the time in their life that is drawn to these just completely vacant kind of Diet Coke experiences for their brain. They're going to be ultimately better people. They will likely not be frustrated as much of the time and they will not have their attention drawn away from the real world and the real people that occupy it to be messing around in these crappy little social media spots. The will, the capacity to will yourself away from things that, that are bad has always given people an advantage. It is always given people from fast food and sugar all the way on the people who can see temptation and stay away from it has always yielded you know positive results the ability to do that but now that we're entering the information age and everybody has a phone that 24 hours a day pumps out crappy horrendous headlines that just upset people and make people worse the people who can stay away from that the will involved in that is going to be so much greater in the years to come. The benefit that people will get from controlling themselves. I don't think you could overstate it enough. I think in the next 10 years, the people who understand that sugar and fried food are bad for you and that social media is bad for you, those people are going to live a far healthier, healthful life happier life. And if you want happy and healthy, stay away from sugar and social media. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.